This may be one of the first times some of you guys will be hearing me, but it won't be the last time. Um, I just want you guys to celebrate with me, Pastor Mark, that came back from Nigeria. So many people in the house don't understand the laws of honor. You're celebrating a man and you're sitting down, chewing your gum. You don't understand that God doesn't need you because of your personality. He just needs a body. From the moment where you can't place honor on a man of God, you're one step closer to being replaced. I want you to join me to help celebrate my brother, Pastor Obi. You know, none of us, we never started this way. We never started this way. I, th I think I sound funny though. I do, don't I? Media. The fight with media is from generation to generation. Don't worry. <laughs> it never relents. The next generation, you know, Pastor son, Joe, Joseph, he'll be fighting media team as well. Media, please give me a voice that sounds like P.O., please, not like, I just sound strange. You know, when we started out, 
we all met Pastor Toby for a different reason than church. Yeah? We all had our own agendas. None of us actually said to ourselves, now I'm going to be someone who fights for my community. Fighting for my community was the last thing on my mind because I felt, first, let me fight for myself. Let me first establish myself. I thought I should establish myself first in order to be able to establish others. I never knew that the pages in a man's book are finished in the souls of others. You can never begin the journey of life on your own. And if you're still running on your own, you're still running over one sentence over and over again. The next chapter in your life can't be turned open because there's missing people. They're missing characters. You're stuck on the full stop and you're reading over again and you wonder why your life looks like it's on repeat. Souls. What characterizes a book is the characters in the book. And I think the man of God has been speaking to us and we know that the word of God continues, the Bible continues to be written in the hearts of men. These pages don't die at Revelation. They don't die at Revelation. There is a Fabiola chapter 21 or a Fabiola chapter 18. There is a minister Aaliyah chapter 22 verse 1 and there's people that the Lord expects to see in the life of that person on that page. Soul winning is extremely important. We don't understand how a soul can get us closer to where we're trying to get to. No matter how they look. They don't look ready, you know. Sometimes you want ready-made souls. Yeah? The ones that on the first text, they'll tell you, I'm coming. On the first call, they'll tell you, I'm coming. I'm going to be there at church. I'm going to be at church there on time I want to speak to you guys tonight about church in the wild but you see church in the wild means something beyond your imagination now until I start speaking we're right now in London which I will call a concrete jungle yeah concrete jungle of London what, why are you and I in this city? Why are we in this city? Why are we a part of this movement? And what is God trying to do with people like myself and yourself? Huh? Questions that we ought to ask ourselves in order to understand the journey that we're being set on. What is Spark Nation? It's not a church, it's a movement. Are you with me, church? It's a movement. And every movement has a time. Every movement has a location. It has a time span. When that time runs out, the movement dies out. There have been many movements before what we're doing tonight. But we're just opening ourselves, availing ourselves to ensure, to make sure that God gets it right with us. Or that we get it right with God. Are you with me? You know, Pastor Obi told me that 
I have to preach today. And I said to him, since we're starting a church in December, I think we should understand what church is in this generation. What is church in this generation? Because already your mind is tainted by what church was. Whatever it was that your parents or your grandparents used to be a part of was your mindset on church. And I believe the word of God is going to start to expose certain things to us. Men were born to worship. If you don't place a God in front of a man, he will make a God for himself. There's nothing you can do about it. And so a man's hunger and thirst for God. Man created football. And in that stadium, they have their time of worship. They have their time of praise. They raise their hands in the air. They pray for their team. <laughs> their passion is fueled on their team winning. And they feel a part of their team even though they're not wearing the shirt. Yet some people will still say, oh, why should I come to church? What has God given me? It's in man's blood to worship. Man will create gods out of anything. Men became so desperate for God that they created their own set of gods. Celebrities. The gods of this generation. And no matter how we want to see it, we've all worshipped one of them one way or the other. One way or the other, you have given praise and worship to one of these gods. It's almost like you're trapped in this wild jungle of the world that the enemy has created. There's, there's no way you can go a day without giving praise to the gods that he installs over you. And so the enemy decided one day that for those who believe that they're believers, I should give them something to worship because they've managed to escape the celebrities. They've managed to escape the football. They've managed to escape so many things. And they're doing church. So Satan set up his own church. His own choir, his own preachers. And someone would have told you it's called the Church of Satan. No. It's called church. <laughs> uh, it's called religion. You don't know when that man of God was called. You don't know if he was ever called. But he sets up a pulpit. He invites souls to the altar and he lays hand on them. He deposits everything that he's fighting in his secret place into the bodies of these individuals. 
young ladies leave the altar craving for sex because the man of God is in an affair. Satan's pastor. His economy won't be complete until he made a church in the world. If there was no church in the world, then the people would be suspicious. Maybe you should see it like Matrix, red pill, blue pill. A world that they live in, believing that is real. But every part of that world is controlled, even their testimony. The lives of the celebrities are staged. I built them, so I killed them. The evil one thinks that he's giving blessings. He really sincerely believes he's helping some people with a touch of his hand to save their life. Sincerely, he used to be an angel. So he wants to do good, but he gives cancer. He wants to hug that young lady while she's asleep and comfort her from her depression, which he gave her, and then he gives her AIDS. <laughs> Church in the world. So many scars on the people in this world. So many scars. They can't be avoided. For generation and generation, the enemy has been dealing with human beings. So far so that none of them recognize anyone unless they bear scars on their body. They're only used to seeing themselves. Are you ready for the word? Let's go to Exodus chapter 32. I need you to read with... Um, Johnson, yeah? Alright. Someone says, story, story. story, story. Uh, you guys didn't go to school in Africa, no? All British born. Okay. It's story, story, story. Once upon a time. Ah. <laughs> listen, this is going to be a bit long, but we're going to listen to every verse. That's going to be spoken out of the word. Let's go. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this, as for this fellow, Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Mm. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your, that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Mm -hmm. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings. 
and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in the reverie. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them, that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great, then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, it is with evil in- intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give you descendants all all this land I promised them, and it will... (laughs) And it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise out of the people, Shouting, he said to Moses, There is the sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, It is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made and burnt it on the fire. Then he ground it into powder, scattered scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. He said to Aaron, what did these people do to you, that you led them into such great sin? Do not be angry, my lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow, as for this fellow, Moses, who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them, whoever has any gold jewelry, take it off. Then they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire and out came its calf. Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had let them go, let them get out of control and so became and so become a laughingstock to the enemies. Okay, let me just summarize this for you. Now, God was trying to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of the world. And on him leading them out of the world, 
he knew that they were too afraid to see his face. He called them up. He said, come up. But they declined God's invitation because of fear. Are you with me, church? They declined his invitation because of fear. And they said to Moses, you go. You tell us what God has to say to us. He spent too long there. So what did they do? They began to create idols. You know, Moses still hasn't come back from that mountain. It's 2018 now, and he's just on his way back. Let me tell you why the world began to set up gods for themselves. Because Moses went missing. They were told of a spark nation. They were told of a movement that was close enough to God for them to see God. But because they did not see this movement, they began to create idols for themselves. When you get into church in the world, you begin to see gods. God set up by the work of new human hands. Systems created. People raised up by other people. But I thank God for verse 16. Read that verse 16 again. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the convalent law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The tablets were the work of God. But if you read this scripture, maybe some of you are aware with Genesis and the creation. I thought God had stopped working. It said the tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on tablets. What were these tablets? If God stopped working in Genesis, it could not mean that he worked something on that mountain. It must mean that whatever Moses saw there was something that was already created. But it had to be written on. Are you with me? Yes. Written on front and back, head to toe. So when I began to speak to you about tattooed gods, I'm telling you that those tablets are the flesh of the men that God had set up to go into the world and become gods. Are you with me? Because you see, the world can only understand what it is. And so these tablets had to be written on them the inscription of sin. The inscription of sin meaning that there were men and women God would write on their struggles. Their struggles were written on them on purpose. I used to think how could I fall to this thing all the time? What I didn't know is that this thing was written on my flesh. Because as I get into the world, as I get into the world, there's someone that should be able to write 
and read the tablet on my body. Are you with me, church? I'm saying that as we go out into the world, there are some of us that are being connected to certain people, but it's because of what we've been through. When Moses went up there to pick up tablets, he went to pick up a Dayan. He went to pick up a Shade. And on Shade, he began to write everything that Shade will fall to. I don't think you're hearing me. He will write on her body everything that she must fall to. Everything that proves that this body is a body of sin. Because what the world did not understand is how a body of flesh will come down as a God. We want to speak about church in the world, but in order to be church in the world, you can't go there as a lamb. Because a lamb is not really wild. <laughs> the work of its hands, whatever the Lord was creating on that mountain, was not born on that mountain. Men of the, listen, you know as you read, go down, and you read and you see that Moses smashed these tablets. You know, Moses, once a murderer, always a murderer. A man in the future that Moses ended up killing in Sinai. He didn't understand what he had done. He thought that there were stones. But he didn't know that God's plan was to make them living stones. As long as those stones get to the bottom of that mountain, the Spirit of God would envelop those stones. But you see, because he came down from the mountain on his own, without any stones, instead the Spirit of God was upon the face of Moses. It was not supposed to be him. I'm speaking about church in the world. There's some of us that our backgrounds are too dirty to speak on. The church in the world is a church built on testimony. The stories that are written on those bodies are all that world is looking for. They don't need your praise and worship. Are you with me? They don't need your praise and worship. Because the young lady didn't know that it's because I was abused multiple times. And since I was abused multiple times, I fell into a life of fornication. Fornication was the order of the day. I couldn't get myself away from this thing. But you see, those stones are dead until a spirit is put in them. So although you were sinning, it was not put on your file yet. Can I, can I speak bluntly? So I'm not losing people, right? That sin cannot be recorded because there was no life in that body. It was a pre-written sin that had to be there in order to look like the world. Because unless that body comes down looking like the world, the world cannot worship that body. Church, are you hearing me? I'm just saying 
that if Christ said, a body you prepared for me, what would he mean by a body you prepared for me? Because Christ was not sent out to the church, he was sent out to the world. He was sent out into the world and so in, when he said a body you prepared for me, you know in your mind what you're thinking is he made hands and legs. The body was already there but the writing on the body, every sin of the world had to be marked on that body. So that he can look like the world. Let me tell you something. Once again, Christ himself will find himself at the top of Mount Sinai. He got, when he got to the top, Pastor Obi, he met Moses there. Did I not tell you Moses has not come down? He met Moses there. He met Elijah there. And they began to have talk, man. Oh my God. They began to have conversation. They began to speak about all the marks of sin that would be placed on his body. Before that night where Christ met Moses and Elijah, he was a pure man. He's not useful. You can have the spirit of God as much as you like, but if you're sent out into the world and you don't have the marks of sin, it sounds blasphemous to you, isn't it? That's why, why are you guys all quiet looking at me like this? Does it sound like blasphemy to you? You can be a Pharisee all you like. But until the marks of sin are on that flesh, the world is no use. The world is no use. I'm saying that there's a reason why Spat Nation looks the way it does. I'm saying that till today now, we're waiting. What you're seeing now, the bringing in of guys, the rehabilitation of this kind of person, this kind of person. Let me tell you something. When you see 194 women at the altar, why do you think they're at the altar? They've been through things. What do you think happens to those things they've been through? Do you believe God wipes the slate clean? Do you believe they start afresh? Do they forget the things that they were involved in? Talk to me, church. Talk to me. Do they forget? If a young lady has been abused years upon years... The moment she's healed, does she forget the abuse she went through? So what does it become? What does it become on her? What does it become? But when she came to the altar, what did she receive? The Spirit of God came into this young lady on a marked body. we came up with the title and I said the Lord told me this thing is full body tattooed gods 
The moment I said that, everybody started going wild. Ah, uh, what's this? No, 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 no. Not knowing that they themselves the reason why we will ap appeal to the world is that we come down with the spirit of God but looking like them. I think some people think what makes Spat Nation is to wear ripped jeans and drive flashy cars. Good luck to you. Go start your church. Go buy some lubes. Go get a, a nice watch and do church. Let's see you. Let's see you because if you don't have the spirit of God in that body, you're still dead. You, you need to understand the wages of sin is death. So those tablets, those tablets are not alive. This is leadership class. This is not preaching. Those tablets are not living. They are dead people. What the Lord was doing was showing them the dead people in their state of death to show them that this is what you look like. Full body, front and back, tattooed. What do I have written on my body? Are still on me. So no wonder when I step into the world and they behold me, they have a vision of me. But when I begin to interact with them, they say, this is a God. This, this, this does not make sense. Are you with me, church? Help me preach, man. I'm just saying that in 2018, Moses finally came down from that mountain because he broke the previous tablets, right? You know, Moses didn't know that there was a spat nation being set up. He didn't know. The first spat nation he brought down, he broke it. You're not getting what I'm saying. He came down with flesh to rule people. These people were so uncomfortable that they had nothing to worship. They began to raise their own idols. You know, that's why the scripture says the world awaits the manifestation. They're waiting for us because until they see us. You cannot blame a man for being atheist. When you still have not manifested to that man. You, you thought that giving him the flyer of your church was you evangelizing to him. But the church he was looking for is a church with commandments written on it that's walking and moving. That can touch his life. That can give him praise and worship on the spot. You don't get what I'm saying? When a man begins to speak to a soul, you're speaking to a soul and you're praising them. The church within the body of this tablet begins to hold a praise and worship like none other. You know, that's why I told you that the new church, this church being sent out into the world, is a church of testimony. It will overcome 
by the word of their testimony. So what happens when this tablet comes down from Sinai, when stagnation comes, and on the body of these people, they're still marked with the things they went through. In them, they're still filled with those things that they've suffered. Christ said that, look, I still bear the marks. Is it marks of righteousness? Marks of sin. The stories of some of us that are suffering, written on his body. Because unless it's written on that body, the world will never recognize him. Let me tell you when the, you know, it's not till Christ got to the cross that the world saw him. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm saying that people can follow you, but they haven't seen you. But if I'm to bear the marks and if I'm to be crucified next to two robbers, until those two robbers can identify that what's in front of me is not a man. What's in front of me is God, it's a church. We have young, some of us going out into Birmingham, going into Coventry. Some of you are studying. You're studying in places where they have already set up a system for themselves. What does it call on you to do? You can't now go into your shell and begin to curse yourself on the, on the wrongs you've done. You know, what, you know what stops the Holy Spirit from breaking out? When the Spirit of God wants to rest on this body and wants to do a work and then the mind of this person begins to remember their scars. And then they begin to convince the Spirit of God that you know you can't use me because this has been written about me. Look. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, it happened to a guy called Cain. After he killed his brother, the first thing God did, tattoo on his head. He said, you know, they called it Mark, but we know what it is. Because he said, when they see this Mark on your head, they won't touch you. They will know you're, you're a murderer. I'm just saying that it's time for us to embrace those stories that were written about us because those stories don't diminish us. Those stories don't mean God cannot use us. Those stories are our connection to those who don't have life in them. What happens when life begins to be poured into these tablets? Because life is the word of God. When the word of God starts being poured in, it begins to rewrite a story. He's writing wins next to the losses. Because remember, the losses cannot go. The losses cannot go because if you are to be a savior, if you are to be a Christ, they're going to ask you for your marks. 
Lord, we're ready to go out into the wild. We want to grab some souls, but I can't stop talking about the Stephen that's been to prison. I can't now make myself to look like Pastor Stephen that's so clean. Because if I do, they won't be able to understand what I'm saying. Because people cannot see the spirit. They can only see the flesh. When you appear to them, the first thing they do is read the inscriptions on your body. They're reading what they see to know, should this conversation continue? Before that transfiguration, Jesus is just a good guy. He's just a good guy doing good things. It means nothing to the world. But just to say, here's another amazing man. And then approaching his time, he then knew that it's time for me to connect with the world. Those conversations he had on the mount changed his life. It led him to the cross. I wonder how many of us have thought, I cannot receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Or I cannot move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of where I'm coming from. It's not enough that we rely on a preacher to preach to us because that's not church in the world. That's not the new gen church. The new generation church is relying that as we leave this place, the world is about to encounter living stones, churches, gods. Are you with me, guys? I'm just saying that if we were to go into the world, you see, one thing about that church, <laughs> the world will try everything it can do. One time God spoke to a man called Noah. He spoke to this guy and he told him, listen, I need you to build an ark. I need you to build an ark and I need you to pack the animals into those ark two by two. Do you know that story? The Old Testament is a shadow of the new. That ark was a church. Not just a boat. But from what I'm telling you, it means that that ark was a body. I wish I could tell you who the ark is. Because if we begin to speak in this manner, then we should know the things that we're called to overcome. And as that ark was sailing on, on a flood, on a violent wind, sometimes you read Jesus walking on water and you don't understand what God's word is trying to tell you. Until I allow the world to live within me. I don't understand what the Lord is saying, but the world has to live within me. What do I mean by the world? The world is within me, but I've tamed the world. The, go to John 1, quickly. 
I've tamed that world. It has no power over me. John, not Job. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. Yeah. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. Or not even one thing. This is the man that is sent out to the world. When we begin to move in a way where we discriminate from souls because of what they look like, it means you've not really taken on the shape of the church God is looking for. Because when God wants to release what he needs to release into the UK, these souls need to be able to rest inside you. But your heart is not yet conducive to house the lion and the lamb. Maybe your house is not yet conducive to have the snake and the giraffe. Because the snake must be there, right? The snake has to be there. The only person the world saw crucified was a man. The only person the church saw crucified was a snake. I'm telling you that we have to take on these shapes. Why? Because if we're being sent out into the world, it's not Christ all the time. The only person that knows how to speak to the world is the snake that deceived the, the man. That snake that deceived man is the only person that knows how to speak to them. God knew this, so God said, Moses, just, just raise that snake again for them. The same man crucified. If you think what I'm saying is not true, then why would Christ even say himself, be as wise as a serpent? Speaking about the many dimensions a man, a church must be in. Why do they take ill on us? Why do they prosecute us like this when they see hope dealers? They see a creature they don't believe belongs in the ark. And immediately, they begin to go wild, saying, what does a snake have to do on the altar of God? What does a lion have to do in the presence of God? They don't understand. I'm saying these things now so that we understand the kind of church we're going to have in December. Are you with me? I don't know. I don't think Skepta's a bad guy. I think all he needs to be is ordained. Yeah. He's the greatest evangelist in the UK. But he hasn't met the God, he hasn't met the tablet that will speak to him yet. Why? 
you'll be surprised the kind of people that come into the church from hope dealers I'm telling you you will be surprised what kind of conversation is a pastor Arthur gonna have with one of these artists he's gonna speak about his life his struggles he's gonna speak about where he's coming from the things he's done they're gonna see that this pastor has done the same dirt that I've done are you with me church I don't want us to be deceived deceived into thinking that we must raise up a golden calf it sounds like the right thing to do because it came from the fire but it's not God do you get what I'm saying it's not God it came from the fire tried and tested without sin pure refined gold but what they're looking for is stone Stone looks lifeless until the Spirit of God descends in it. Stone has no life. You don't remember your father saying, if you don't worship me, I will cause these very... You thought they were just pebbles on the ground? He was speaking of people in the future. On that day, my Spirit would descend upon all flesh, meaning that all those stones that you guys rejected because the cornerstone was once rejected I know what it feels like to be rejected in a generation I know what it feels like to be rejected in a generation so it's those rejected stones that I'm going to pour my spirit into I didn't know that God can house himself in a body that's committed murder I thought he was looking for a pure body I thought that's what the Holy Spirit meant that's not what the Holy Spirit means. There's a young lady who has a child. She's not married. And society tells her she's finished already. But there are mothers that God is trying to reach out to who have also been lied to. There are mothers that God is trying to reach out to who felt like Mary. They felt prosecuted. Are you guys with me? <laughs> what do you think Mary felt like giving birth to Christ when she's not slept with her husband? What do you think the guy's thinking? What do you think is going on in this man's mind? Do you sincerely feel like he's saying the Spirit of God has entered her? <laughs> No. Do you think that's what he's saying? He's saying this lady, this girl, has been with the mandem. I'm telling you. I'm speaking about scars, stories written on our body that is not for us to remove. We cannot remove these stories.
Maybe if there's a young man who's selling drugs. You're selling drugs and you know yourself this thing is wrong. Why can't I break myself out of this thing? Or you're in fraud. Scars on your body. Your, your tablet was brought down from Sinai with the stories of the things you've done. And the men in the church did not believe you're the one that they should follow. But the men in the world were looking for you. I just believe that in this room there are some people hungry now. They're ready to receive the Holy Spirit. They're saying to my, themselves that it's not just to have a PT, but if they have me. You're not, you're not getting what I'm saying. They don't just need a PT, they need me. If the Spirit of God can pour into me, I can bring to life those who are dead in the stories that killed me. The Son of Man only came to give life. I can only be a life giver if I've received life. Are you hearing me? What would it take to change London? Young women, red hair, blue hair, yellow hair, orange hair, whatever. Black, white, green, whatever. Whatever. But in them is the Spirit of God. I know the kind of church I want to pastor. I know. I know that it's going to be a church filled with rejected stones. Because I know how God builds. I know that there are many bricks out there that have been refined in fire that look ready to go. But I know that there's some rejected stones that still cannot read out the story written on them. Hundred and ninety-four souls at the altar. They're not well. They came for healing. Get a grip at the work that you're sent to do. Just get a grip of it. Understand the work that you're sent to do. The people you're sent to speak to. If you can understand that, you can rightly know when the Spirit of God has broken out to work through you. Too many believers in one place. No sick souls. What does the Holy Spirit have to do? You go home. There's no work for him. I understand this world we're in now. I understand this world. I understand this world. I understand that in the music industry, I understand they have their own laws to get to the top. I understand. But I understand that they only do those things because they don't know how to live without those things. But if I can come in there with life and offer an alternative, how many people would say no to life if they're dead? What you're selling is too easy to sell. 
It's too easy to sell. Look now, I offer you life instead of death. You think you're alive, but because of the marks I see on your body, you've already been crucified, but you weren't the son of man. You were one of the robbers on the cross. There's nowhere else for you to go. There's only one way for us into this world. I'm telling you now. Read that verse. Read verse 25 for me, please. Exodus 32. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had them, Moses saw that the people were running wild, and that Aaron had let had let them get out of control. Who let them get out of control? Continue reading. And so become a laughing stock to their enemy. So Okay, just read that 25 again. Moses saw that the people were running wild, and that Aaron had let them get out of control. Moses saw that the people were running wild, and that Aaron Aaron had let them get out of control. I told you that Spat Nation spent too long up there. This movement that God tried to do through many people that failed up until now spent too long up there that our city became wild. They were left with religion. They were left with what looked like church. Well, it just made them more insane. I wonder who I'm speaking to right now. You can get rid of this choir, you can come up. I wonder who this word is speaking to saying, you had zero confidence in yourself before tonight. Listen to my words. I didn't say in God. Zero confidence in yourself before tonight. But you know now that the missing factor between you and life is the Holy Spirit. You know that that's what it's going to take now to change your life and change the life of those around you. And maybe there's one of you here that you're even too scared, you're still a bit scared to admit that that's the case. Now as we rise up on worship, I just want you to make your way to the front. You're just saying that, Lord, I need a filling of the Holy Spirit. These stories on me that have made me move and walk like a dead person. I'm asking now for life, Lord. I need life to change so many things in my environment, so many things in this world. I need life, Lord. I'm, I'm looking for life. Lord, I'm looking for life. Where can I find it? Where can I drink of this life? Logic kills. Logic is the letters 
but the spirit gives life. You're trying to use logic now. You're, you're thinking about yourself. And you're saying to yourself that I don't need this call. I have myself put together. I don't need this call. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, my sister, you do. Let's just rise on our feet.